I got vaccinated already. Okay, good so, for you. So yeah, so I'm I'm really pushing it now. Oh, yeah, uh, sure, I'm yeah. going out as much full as I can. Right, right now, right? You, you ain't gotta have a condom on no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, good I mean, for you. What's up, guys? Welcome to Great Tokens, episode thirteen. Uh, before we get started, hit that like uh, button, hit that subscribe button. We're here with uh, an LA comic that's in in town in Phoenix for. Uh, for a few shows, you, you popped in on a couple while you were down here, right? Yeah. So it's uh, Ali Malik. Uh, Ali, where can they find you? What's up, guys? You can find me on Instagram, Prince Ali Comedy. Uh, you could find me on other social media as well. They're just not as popping. <laughs> My TikTok, I didn't pass the vibe check. Oh, no. So wow. I'm still struggling. Still working on TikTok? <laughs> still working on the TikTok. Yeah. Well, we, we're, we have a TikTok for Grey Tokens. we got to work on that yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. We've done a few a few little skits and stuff, but mm-hmm. nothing's popped yet. So. Oh, yeah, I'm your other co-host, D. Bolton, Spank, Siete, Wordplay, this best man. We just went right into it and shit. Like, yeah. skipped a little black guy sitting over I there. I forgot you were like, over there. I didn't see you. I'm just looking like the cookie guy or something. I just bring <laughs> cookies and shit in here. Like, bring cookies. You can bring some waters next time. You want some waters? Anybody want water? Put your, put your little... Towel on you. Towel on me. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, we appreciate you being in, coming in. and, and uh, I'm, Thanks for having me. I'm doing a show with you tonight. I appreciate you asking. I'm excited um, for it. Yeah, it should be a good show. The headliner is Jack Jr. Jack Acidorian Jr. Yeah, how do you know him? He His family owns the Haha ha Comedy Club right. in L.A., okay. and uh, he's actually one of the first guys that started mentoring me and helping me grow as a comedian. Okay. So he's... He's like the big brother for me. One of the big brothers I have right, in comedy. Right. Very cool. Very cool. That's dope. What, uh, so how long have you been doing? Okay, so this is, pandemic is that one year. Is yeah. kind of, I don't know if that counts. Right, you right. know. But uh, yeah. I've been at it for three years. So I'm a baby. Okay. So okay. I'm considered cool. a baby in the game. But I'm lucky enough to to have the Haha ha Comedy Club as a home club. Mm-hmm. So I've been on stage every day for the last three years. Dude, so it's awesome. been it's been a lot of fun, and, and I, I can feel the growth, and right. it, it's just the game gets fun, more fun every single time. So did you know that you were funny growing up as a kid? Like what like what made you make the transition and just decide to do I it? I guess it's it's not that I knew I was funny. I've always wanted to be funny. Right. You okay. know what I mean? Like I've always I always want to get the kids to laugh in my classes and stuff growing up. Like I guess. I wasn't the tallest, I wasn't the strongest, I wasn't the best looking, I wasn't the smartest. So I was like, this is my my time to shine, dude. Right, I'm going to make in. these kids laugh, I'm going to bug the teacher, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick sides, it's going to be fun. Right. So, yeah. That's, that's very cool. Um, Did you stay in trouble as a kid? Definitely, yes. I got in a lot of <laughs> trouble. But I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like criminal you know like i was (laughs) you know what i mean like i wasn't doing like crazy things but i was talk a lot yeah so i was always the kid that was he never had recess i was writing lines i will not talk in class type thing same same here man yeah i think all of us i'm actually comics what's they call that yesterday with your right with both hands i used to write with both but i'm left-handed it's crazy i write with my left hand but i do everything with my right so you could double up and write with one. Yeah, yeah, man. And right. you did I your lines like class. that. Yeah, man, man. I stayed. I was the same thing. Class clown. My desk stayed right next to the teacher all the time, bro. Wow. I believe that's like a sign of like a genius, right? Isn't it? Uh, like, isn't that like a extremely there, gift? Like there, a big there's gift. There's two. There's two guys famous that I know that's uh-huh. that way. Barack Obama and LeBron James. They both write with their left hand, but they're right-handed and everything. Those are the only two guys I know that's like that. Famous. Wow. Can you write with your right? 
Very little. You know, very little, yeah. But oh, so you, so your dominant too. hand's your left. Yeah. So you're gonna live longer than all of us yeah. too. No, now. no, my, my dominant hand is my right. I only right oh, with okay. my left. That's weird. Yeah. When you throw a football, what hand do you use? Right. Right. I bat left though. When you masturbate, what hand do you use? I'm just kidding. Even. <laughs> I'm even with that one. It's both hands. I use both. Is it epidextric or whatever? Yeah. Man, I gotta stroke both. Yeah. You get the only fans popping. Yeah, man. That's, that's so what you obviously you, we talked before this. You kind of like the vibe of Phoenix. Yeah, you Phoenix like, has been really nice. Everyone here is, is what, like really easy. I was going. gonna ask, what's the difference? Like uh, as far as like on the comedy scene, is oh. it just shut down? And yeah, right now the comedy scene is pretty shut down. But we we're still making things work. There's a lot of private shows, a lot of outdoor shows. Right. The weather's pretty nice in in LA most of the time. So you know we still have the opportunity to do outdoor shows yeah. and, and make it fun. And it's it's a great time for guys like me. They're mm-hmm. only a few years in. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no there's no comedy club taking a cut. You know, we're producing right. our own shows, and big comics are wanting to drop in because it's you know the only you're the only opportunity for them to right. perform. Right. To get out. Right. So it's 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 been really fun. You know, it's been it's it's we were making it work. Yeah. Well, Do you, you see know? this as an advantage? Like the guys that are so so like uh, wasn't really committing to comedy before. Now they're just falling by the wayside, and you guys are continuing to put out shows and and get on stage yeah i think so i mean yeah because there's a lot less shows available but then also there are some people who who generally genuinely are like more health conscious about this whole situation and and are avoiding going out and i and i don't think that they're being lazy about it Mm. i I just don't i think they're really just trying to be safe i got vaccinated already okay good for you yeah so i'm i'm really pushing it now Uh, i'm going out as much as full throttle right now right you you ain't gotta have a condom on no more yeah (laughs) yeah and i I mean i've been for you to be honest, I got lucky. You know, I I didn't get. Sick. I've been on the road a couple of times in the beginning of the pandemic too. Right. And I got lucky. I I didn't get sick or anything, mm-hmm. and I usually get sick easy, mm-hmm. like all right. the time with everything. So I was I made it. I'm a survivor. Like that's what yeah, it feels awesome. like. <laughs> well, with, with that being said, so let me let me go off off the comedy thing because we as comedians we always talk about what we're doing comedy wise. Well, like I like to know more about you. Like, so you coming out here to to Phoenix? You're an LA guy. I'm I'm from Wisconsin. I'm a Midwest guy. Kenny's from the South. He's from Alabama. When you came out here, what was your interaction with the culture out here? How do you feel how it is? You feel as what? Uh, you know, every time you leave LA, you immediately realize how much slower life can be, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. how much calmer life can be. Right. You know, like today when I was out in breakfast, we were in a popping breakfast spot in Arizona, right? That like people were dressed up nice and enjoying their time. And I'm looking around and everyone looks so calm, relaxed and and comfortable and happy. Right. In LA, that same scene will be filled with like five posers trying to become actors, <laughs> like 12 people trying to like pitch their TikTok to people. Right. You know what I mean? And, Everything and that's, is marketable. And Everybody's selling. And they're almost like, it's like they're depressed, really. Right. You know what I right. mean? It's like, because they didn't get what they want. You right. Know? While out here, you're looking at everyone so happy, smiling. Maybe it's also because it's Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? It is Valentine's Day. <laughs> it was just that, in a good that, that mood. Be, uh, but, Bob, that could be polarizing because you can be in a very good mood on Valentine's Day or well, you can be in a well, shitty yeah, you're mood. You're going to be two ways. Yeah. You know, you get some ass tonight or you're that lonely guy that's going to be on OnlyFans. <laughs> well, it was, it was right. one of those two. You know, it's one of those two. It was brunch. So if you made it to a Valentine's Day brunch, it's yeah. usually that part's you're good. Right. Yeah, 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 you're good. 
you're in a you're stable good. relationship a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah. true. That is true. Unless you've seen somebody sitting there by themselves, then you already know the results. Yeah, is not then, good then for that's the good. Yeah. yeah. But I will Poor say, just but you would be at Denny's then if that was the case. That you is true. Be yeah. At a spot where everyone's at. You'll be in a booth by yourself at Denny's, party for one. Waffle House or something. Yeah. That's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Let me get to six, number six. Yeah. <laughs> the Smothered two four covered, six menu. Right, right, <laughs> Give me the two four six Smothered menu. Mother covered chunked. Oh, they hide that from you nowadays. I don't know. The last time you've been to Denny's, yeah. they hide the value menu. They don't just yeah. give it to you anymore. You have to ask for it. Yeah, they don't want you to know. About and that's the embarrassing. Grand asking that, for asking. it. <laughs> yeah. I like. Uh, I do I you like have the, the value menu? Right. You have to rethink your life. <laughs> right. You have to ask for the value menu. Oh, man, <laughs> that's true. You're making life decisions at Denny's, man, that's a problem. If you're, yeah, if you're ordering. From the two dollar menu at Denny's, yeah. you hey, you need to rethink. Unlimited pancakes is four dollars, and people don't know that. Oh man, so that's not bad. No, no. you, you know? heard it here first, guys. Hey, hey, put and you the up two dollars they have like hash browns and stuff in there. Oh, I ordered the two dollar yeah. menu. So. <laughs> True. So your background. So obviously the the name of our podcast is Gray Tokens, hence Black Guy, White Guy. Nice. Um, what do you consider like what what is your background? Um, Pakistani. Pakistani. Yeah. Uh, parents came straight from. So my my dad was born and raised in Pakistan. My mom was born and raised in London. Okay. So she's more Westernized. Okay. And you know she's culturally more West Westernized. My dad's culturally more Pakistani. Yeah. Uh, both Pakistani heritage. You know, so same same similar thing. And uh, there's a lot of Pakistanis and Indians in London. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like my grandfather, for example, the way he got his British citizenship was by serving for the Royal Air Force. Oh wow! And they like oh, recruited cool. them from Pakistan and things like that. That's dope. So, um, so it's cool. I got like I got a good mix. I think yeah, like right. I, I am very grateful that my dad is culturally so like yeah, Pakistani. Right, right. You know, because I never been there, but I right. still know a lot of the culture, right, and that's right. thanks to him. Right. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And that is very, too, very yeah. cool. Do you see that? Um, do you play? into that a lot with your comedy yeah i definitely have to because it's it, you know because there's not many of us it's kind of the elephant in the room yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think that's with everybody mm-hmm. you know like you, you're a buff guy i'm sure you yeah, have to I, mention I your, your muscles and yeah. small dick and shit yeah <laughs> you're a black guy so you have to say something about being black yeah he talks about his size seven shoes yeah yeah, yeah. but that also <laughs> is you know they say in comedy like the long the longer it takes for you to just say hey i'm pakistani in, in your set, the, the better of a comic you are. Like, if you open with, hi, I'm Pakistani. Then it comes off hacky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta weave it in, they yeah, say. You know? I agree. Do you, uh, like, traveling um, for comedy, do you run into weird places where you just don't feel, I don't want to say where you're scared, but do you feel uneasy about going? Um, definitely. But what I've realized after these experiences is that all these people came to have fun. Yeah. Right. All these people came for a comedy show. Right. And it and it's amazing watching that experience. Like uh I think it was December in in this this last no, November. This last November I was in Michigan mm. and I was doing the mid part of Michigan. So Midland, Jackson, Saginaw, just Trump signs the entire drive there, you know? Right. And Trump signs Trump twenty twenty four. You know? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Guys. And um, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And um, I was a little nervous, mm-hmm. right. you know. I was like, "What are these guys gonna think about me?" This is my first time really performing with this this mm-hmm. like crowd, just this crowd. It's just gonna right. be yeah. there, you know. And um, I was shocked. Like these people just wanted to have fun. That's and it. in fact, 
I love performing for racist people. I agree, man. Like, it's easy. I agree. Yeah. I, I like going to the whitest facility <laughs> and be the only black guy there. It's, and see, I do better with black guys. Yeah, I like, yeah, go go to the whitest, straight, I don't care. And they go, oh they laugh God. at after, everything. And, and like, after the show, you get your comments. Yeah. And like, I really liked your show. Like, yeah. I look like a terrorist. Uh-huh. <laughs> they yeah. just laugh so much. And you're just you're sitting there like, yeah. I've never heard anything like, like that. that. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's so funny. How, like, the racism is real, and you just still embrace it. You just go, okay, they still cracking jokes, but I'm here to do my job as a comedian. And a so, lot of it, too, is yeah. the media plays on, like, the, the, they take the 1% mm-hmm. of both the left and the right and make it so much worse. Well, the media is a form of entertainment, you know, yeah. so they got to. They get they paid gotta, off yeah. entertainment. They get paid right. off clicks, you know. Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to, they're going to put what is going to get them the most clicks, and the most yeah. clicks get, uh-huh. or comes from hate. A yeah. Lot of times. Yeah. yeah, but it's fun because the, the reception at the end of the day is is always you know fun. Yeah, and then they come to you after, and, and a lot of times their image of me changes, changes too. Right, you know, because maybe they did think negative towards exactly. a Pakistani dude mm-hmm. coming into their town, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day they were fine. You know, they're like, oh, you're a lot like us. Yeah, you know, especially me, I'm a stupid right. guy. You know, right, right, right. And so sometimes I can it's, relate to it depends on the material one. you're doing too. Like, I feel like I'm I do a lot of comedy, but I'm kind of informative. In my comedy, is there's a lot of things people don't know about being from the Midwest or being a black guy or both black guy from Midwest. Like some people, they go, I didn't even know they had black people in Wisconsin. <laughs> like they they really didn't know that. Like I was just an yeah. Amish thug or something. Like yeah, we sell weed and build table sets. Or, so one know. time I performed in Prescott, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Which okay, is yeah. right here. Um, but it's like it's like a mountainy. You know, it's, yeah, it's right, like right. kind of their own community. Totally different. Yeah. yeah. And it was an all-white audience, you know? And I asked him, I was like, hey, guys, do you have any Pakistanis living in this city? Right. And then one guy raised his hand. He's like, we have one, my doctor. (laughs) 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 And he has, like, the nicest house, apparently. He's a local celebrity there. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was, like, the funniest thing. (laughs) My doctor. I mean, half of them thought I was Mexican. And then (laughs) I had to explain to him. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm like your doctor. Right, right. That wow. is funny. Well, I mean, everybody knows that there's white rednecks in the South, so I don't have to fight that. But you have to fight in Wisconsin <laughs> about black people in Wisconsin. Everybody knows there's yeah million me's down there. I have to overcome stereotypes sometimes. Of course. That's the first thing is yeah. they hear my voice. And, you know, especially if I'm in a black crowd or a Mexican crowd or whatever, and you automatically assume, you know. That yeah. Being that I'm from Alabama, that do you feel it's more now than before? Uh, no, no, okay, no, no, I don't. I haven't been doing comedy all that long. Okay, um, so uh, I haven't felt it's it's been on a pretty even plane. I mean, I have to come out and say, just like you do, you know, I have to come out and say uh, the stereotype is that we're all racist and that we fuck our sisters and right, all that right, good right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah, it's not our sisters; it's our cousins. Right, and it's funny. I like for me personally, like when I produce my shows, because I, I, that's the best. Like, tell me yeah. about that. Yeah, tell yeah. About because not only do you do stand up, you also produce these shows. That's kind of the way I feel my stage or, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in L.A., you know, it's it's very difficult to get stage time. So what I I just decided, you know, let me get into the business side of things and just start my own show. Mm-hmm. And right. so you know, the comedy clubs picked me. Up. I, the Ha Ha Comedy Club I was running every Saturday there, and uh, when every other Wednesday nights. And um, I just started growing and growing. And now that 
there's you know this pandemic i'm still doing outdoor shows mm-hmm. and and it, and it allows me to keep doing um having stage time dude that's cool that's and cool. it's it's awesome i love it we were know? just talking about um a, a different episode about how people are especially comedians are kind of taking their careers in their own hands it's not like back in the day when they used to wait to get, for that one manager agent that one manager yeah. get that agent or do really well at the comedy store and then you get a chance at uh the tonight show and then yeah. maybe a sitcom like people don't give a shit about that i mean now. all those avenues still exist there's no like one right path yeah to right, it's right. comedy you know and there's also so many different styles of comedy so it really varies and and people's i think we were talking about uh trevor wallace right yeah yeah, yeah. you know he's he's grown his audience by himself you know, he it wasn't a executive from NBC that mm-hmm. that put him on a show. Like he's yeah, done it himself. That, that man works extremely hard at what he does, with his sketches and in his stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Too. Like he's at every show that he could be on. But you night. don't call him. He's not. A, he's a comedian or a comedian personality. You wouldn't consider him a sketch guy. You wouldn't consider him just a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Like. Such a vast I, I array of stuff he does. Uh, yeah, he started with stand-up comedy. That's what he told me. He's That's what heard. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he told me. And he is really good at it. Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of Instagram guys with a bunch of followers, and they get shows because they can sell tickets, but they're not um, as comfortable yet with, with, yeah, with being on, on stand-up. On stage, yeah. You know, not that they're not funny. They're just not comfortable yet with creating stand-up content. Right. And uh, but, but Trevor Wallace is amazing at that. I honestly think he's... he's gonna be one of the next big yeah. uh, stand-up specials yeah uh, I, I feel like that, that too I'm you know I see you did work with him I, I did an opening for him too gave me a brief uh pep talk and everything he told me that's when he started off and I watched him I didn't even know about his mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. like that I just met him as a comedian thought he was dope and then I didn't know about the other following part you know yeah. the, the skits and everything I found that later on after doing the show with him. I'm like oh okay wow yeah, uh, so, he's yeah. a really nice guy. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, you know, there's such a such a different way now than there was even five years ago. You know, mm-hmm. anybody can pick up a camera and start their own YouTube channel and mm-hmm. start growing a following from there. I mean, podcast podcasting. Podcast. You know, yeah, you take like uh, Bobby Lee. His his stand up was going to shit, mm-hmm. and then he started Tiger Belly, and he started getting his. It's not that he's a household name, but his fans are his fans. Right. And they, they come out to yeah. see him. It know? creates a stronger following. Yeah. And Patreon, these things, you know, oh, yeah, it's a way to earn money too that before didn't exist. Right. So you have so many more avenue streams that people just want to see content. You know? I, I think it's just, it's just dope as, as entertainers in a whole, how you take your career and uh, put it in your own hands. Yeah. One of my, yeah. one of my friends gave me this advice about, about podcasts. Like, even if you're not getting a lot of, views mm-hmm. at the moment there's going to be a time where an agent or a manager is going to see you right after a show mm-hmm. and he's going to be like hey so what what are your skills you know mm-hmm. c- can you run a podcast can you talk for an hour for right. multiple episodes yeah, at right. a time and even if no one's viewing it that's that's proof that you can and mm-hmm. and you just maybe just need a boost in, in yeah your, you know it's still a book of business exactly you, still put things so together it's all in your own hands yeah and that's yeah. what's really cool about comedy it's, it's all about you and just you, right. because There's it's nobody just else you to on blame. stage, you know. Right. Yeah. And so you are your business, and so it's it's the opportunities are there. It's all about applying yourself and doing yeah. it. So tell us, we've asked a couple other comedians that we've had on here. Um, give us an example or, or your worst bomb. Hmm. <laughs> worst bomb. Yeah. I, I bomb a lot, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> I bomb a lot too. So. But the worst one where you just cringe as you walk off, you're like, oh shit. 
I don't know. It's it's hard to say which one's the worst one, cause cause my my bomb now is a lot different than my bomb when I first started. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I think for me, the ones that hurt the most are the ones where there's like a lot of comics that I'm trying to impress, okay. and I just didn't hit hit it like I the wanted to. The timing was just all you know, over, yeah. and 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 they 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 still haven't you know. Yeah. Uh, they weren't impressed or something like right. that. That's what. That's when I get a little sad about it or something. But you know, it's it's a learning experience every time, mm-hmm. and and it's all about learning how to connect with different audiences. You're yeah. like a kind of a DJ with your with your with yeah, your comedy. Yeah. You, you know, you exactly. You know, yeah. if they're not vibing with that song, you right. change it to Start a different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So once you get better at doing that, I think Jerry Seinfeld says says it the best about bombing. Someone asked him, uh, like, "Have you ever bombed, Jerry?" And Jerry's like. Bombing is like a taxi driver in New York taking the wrong turn. Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens all the time. You know, the more, but more longer you're a taxi driver for, you may start taking less wrong turns. But even then, you might it's accidentally take the wrong turn. You know. Yeah. So that it, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So you shouldn't ever be too hard on yourself when 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 you bomb. At least I try not to. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it is you learn from that. You're just gonna be better the next time. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, I watched. The, I'm sure you watched the documentary on Jerry when he came back. Um, yes, off of yes, Seinfeld. yes, yeah. Talk about hard on himself. That dude was hard. I mean, mm-hmm. he would go up and kill it, and just miss a joke or something was off or his timing, and he would just beat himself up over it. Yeah, that's that's to be honest. Every single time I get off stage for like a five to twenty seconds, or even even longer, maybe I can't even tell because right when you get stay off stage, your mind is kind of blurry. Yeah. yeah. So there's always that moment of like, ah, oh, I could have done better. I yeah. could have did this. Oh, I didn't. Or I, did, I didn't pause long enough. Yeah. Or, I didn't or did that guy in the audience was right, right there, there, and I could have said this about right. him. Yeah. You know, yeah. he yeah. told me he worked at a strip what? club. Yeah. You're so right. Cause it's like as soon as you get off the stage, you you're your first critic right yeah, off the gate. Like, exactly. oh damn, I didn't bring up that, or I could have yeah. brought up this, and you know, it, it all starts coming to you after you hit the stage. Yep. The yeah. minute you hit. Right off the you go, oh, damn. And then, now the whole party's like, okay, do I reprocess this and put it in my next one? Yeah. You probably won't do it because some of it is just spur of the moment stuff, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going off the vibe of the crowd. But time. even some of the spur of the moment stuff can be rewritten tags. later yeah. as something that's real material. How often do you write? Um, technically every day. Yeah. You know? Do you, have, do you have a process? like just? Yeah, so my... my, my Basic writing process. As soon as I get a thought in my mind, I, I note it on my phone. Yeah. And then when I have time in the day, I expand on on those on gotcha. those notes. I also try to put some time on revising stuff that I've already done, adding new tags, maybe changing certain tags. Yeah. Um, but like for me, the, my I think my best thoughts come like either when I'm just got off stage and I'm thinking about what everything I just did. Mm-hmm. Or right before I'm about to go to sleep, like I start because I start or like I start dreaming, you know, I start yeah. thinking I'm, I'm, I'm on my special. Right. This is it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what am I going to say? Right. And like, what's my my goal? So. Right. Uh, so. So I see you a L.A. guy. Big sports fan. I can see. Yeah. Uh, I love sports. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So. So L.A. The Lakers is clearly your team. Yeah. Um, the Clippers. You, you're I get, talking off yeah, I get a lot of Clippers hate for this. A lot of hate for this. I really like both teams. Yeah. What? Um, the first team I, I I liked was the Lakers. Okay. You know, my first jersey was a Kobe jersey, number okay. eight. Um, I liked Shaq a lot too. Okay. But the, I don't know if you guys remember by 03, 04, 
the Lakers sucked after that. After yeah. Shaq left, they weren't making For the playoffs. And I still liked watching them. Kobe was still there. But, you know, I still wanted to watch basketball during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right. So happened the Clippers made it that year. Mm-hmm. You know, and Clippers tickets were also very cheap. And I couldn't, we couldn't afford going to Laker games right. going up. So we went to Clipper games. Right. Yeah. Um, so I respect that team, too. You right. know, I enjoy what there's some of the funnest basketball came from the Clippers, you know, right. Lob City and all that. Yeah. It's early 2000s were a fun team, too. They suck, but they they were still fun to watch. Right. right. You know, and I don't obviously franchise comparing the franchises. Lakers are yeah, way like the Mets, higher though, than yeah. the Yankees. And so, yeah, but but I still like the Clippers, too. Okay. So I don't hate on them like like right. all the Lakers fans do usually. The diehard purple. Yeah, ah, yeah. Clippers. These, send them to San Diego. Right, right. Like right, send right. them to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so LA is on a good run right now in a lot of categories. You got that. The, the Dodgers. You Dodgers fan? Uh, are yeah, you a Dodgers, Dodgers fan too, yeah. big time. Yeah, and I, I'm bringing this up, guys. As you can see, I'm a Milwaukee native. All the teams I'm talking about, this this city is doing this to me, man. They, <laughs> they're killing me and everything, bro. They I feel pissing so me bad. Off. He they, even has a Milwaukee Bucks tattoo on his. Bro, man, they <laughs> like, killed me with the Brewers, well, man. I mean, like, if, you if you're a professional athlete. Uh, you're gonna want to sign with LA. Yeah, it's just before, the weather's better. Yeah. Before Milwaukee, yeah, I guess. No matter what. Yeah, because that's it's Hollywood and it's fun and it's warm. I get it. Right. I totally. You don't I mean, rookies get Forever Twenty One contracts. No. Yeah. Like, what rookie in, on the on the Bucks got a Forever Twenty One? That's true. Uh, they're, they're Hollywood. Yeah. They're Hollywood yeah. in LA. Yeah, definitely Hollywood. Like Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball in their first <laughs> year, dude. <laughs> We're on in yeah. every mall in California. That's right, true. right. It's like who who passes up that opportunity if it's yeah. given to you? If you're I'm a twenty one year old kid. Well, why do you think LeBron moved out here like that? You know? Yeah. That yeah. was a plan. Yeah. There's a plan. You know, he got a lot and of And it's so much going. easier to to recruit. Oh yeah. His, I mean Definitely. So much but easier. it's definitely getting better too. Like the small market, big market thing is is evening out in my there, there is some parity. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the fact yeah, that you guys can keep Giannis for this many years is, mm-hmm. is a proof of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you we know? just and invested a lot of money that in that new damn stadium over there. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's and, that, and that's the help of media and social media. You know, yeah, yeah. It shows everybody and everything. Guilt. They throw a little guilt on them to <laughs> to stay in Milwaukee right. and all that. Now, like, oh, now, how about the football? Where, where it goes? Rams. The Rams. So how'd okay. you so how'd you feel about the Packers beating the shit out of you? Uh, you you were waiting for that, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think yeah, you were one, waiting till the podcast one started. I did one win, bro. Uh, I, you took a note about that. I am going to bring up bring Rams it. against. Oh uh, my god! Hey, we had to redeem ourselves. Yes, you did. Yes, shit you did. Out of us yeah, two yeah, years yeah. prior, like yeah. y'all had our whole card, man. We to be honest, I. I was surprised the Rams got even that far uh, this year. <laughs> yeah. But next year will be cool. We got Matthew Stafford now. That's true. Yeah, yeah. so I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. Well, I'm a Alabama football college yeah, college we, football we, fan. We, we, we kind of win every year. So. Yeah, it gets it gets boring now, bro. It's not – guys got like the – That's our pro team. Yeah, it's That's like how, the la- yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's like no the Chicago Bull run, run right yeah. now, the yeah. last dance. Yeah. Like, Bro, when is y'all that last dance we're coming? Six out of twelve, something like yeah, that. When's your last dance coming? Uh, it's coming soon. Saving oh, oh, yeah. next next two or three years. I'm, saying, yeah, I'm over Bama, bro. And hey, <laughs> which is Bama, crazy because it's, it's college football, right? So these guys only play like one or two years on the team. Uh, three, they have to play three. They play yeah, three years, play three, okay. Yeah. And they're highly recruited too, man. Like <laughs> they go to the NFL draft. Like anybody coming out of Bama is damn near going in first round, right? Yeah. <laughs> Straight out, yeah. Like, they, oh they, yeah, they went to Bama. Well, they're pro ready. Oh yeah, 
yeah. I mean, he runs it like a pro team. They're oh, pro yeah. ready. Workouts, everything is precise to the minute what they have oh, to do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really watch college sports that much, mm-hmm. and that's because I didn't get into a good enough college. Right. So, and for me, what college did you get into? I went to CSUN, Cal State University of Northridge. Okay. So they got a basketball team and a baseball team, but they're not very good. And and for me, my parents drilled me since I was a child that I have to that was like college, right? Yeah. Right. Like right. Y- your life depends on college. You your chances of getting married depends on what <laughs> college you go to. Right. Your chances on everybody talking shit about you. Is, so right. like every college. time I watch college sports, I was like, UCLA does fucking. <laughs> I know. Like, I never fuck. got accepted. So USC, yeah. I don't give a yeah, yeah, fuck. <laughs> what was you, USC? Did you graduate? Um, no, I didn't graduate. Though. How pissed no, were yeah. your parents? Um, they're not pissed because I will graduate still. Okay. Good. Deal. Okay. I, cool. I honestly have only three classes left okay. and I'm doing them online. So you have so like nine yeah. credits? Left? Nine credits I left. literally yeah. have nine, nine to 12 credits nine to 12 left. Credits. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you right at bro. the door, bro. Yeah. I dropped out my fucking freshman year, bro. Yeah. I went in and I changed my major and then I was shooting the shit, got put on academic probation and yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just do me. <laughs> and, and for me, it's like, I don't need that degree anymore. I just, I'm just want it because I got that far. Yeah, right, right, right. 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 It's pointless. Yeah, it's pointless. It it makes my parents a little bit happier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Makes Thanksgiving and Christmas. Makes Thanksgiving a little bit easier to deal with. It makes those conversations easier to talk to other family. I can, I can, and it's not just fam, my family. Like, that's something I don't know if you guys experience. Pakistanis have communities. Right, okay. Oh, I watch watch the Shaws of Sunset. Oh, you watch the Shaws of Sunset. Oh, MJ used to be my girl. I used to love some MJ. I did. I, I never really watched that show much. Yeah, but she was my girl <laughs> back in the day. But but yeah, yeah, so we have we have communities mm-hmm. like white people don't have that in America. Not to no. say the same. You no, know, they, they call it a clan. Majority, you know exactly. Right. <laughs> so and and same with same yeah. with, same with black people. Yeah. So yeah, they call that a gang. Call that yeah, a gang. <laughs> they call that a gang. <laughs> that's a gang. That's called the Crips. <laughs> Straight up, that's game banging and, and, and yeah, I see and the clan banging, clan, clan game banging. Yeah. So like, I literally knew every other Pakistani that lived in like the fifty mile radius of me, mm-hmm. and they all knew me mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. And like, our parents would always push, just like you know, like I said earlier, like every ethnicity is a little racist. Yeah. You know, every subconsciously, I think some yeah. people are, and like they would say, you know, try to be friends with your people, more, you know, yeah. help your yeah. people out, support your people, just mm-hmm. like everyone does. Yeah. And so, like, I knew every Pakistani. And so, the problem about knowing every Pakistani is that everyone, every Pakistani is watching you, too, now. Right. Yeah, pressure. And and, and they talk a lot of shit yeah. amongst each other. Dude, That's, is it like a soap opera? It is exactly like a soap opera. Yeah. They Pakistani soap operas are very popular. Yeah. So, that's, they're the most dramatic human beings in oh, my man. culture of people. Watch an Indian movie when you have a chance. You'll never see a man cry that much in a movie. <laughs> it's it's. I don't know why they're so dramatic. Right. I, I don't know where they got. I guess it's the music because it's all like yeah, like yeah, very musical true. or something. Yeah. But they just cry nonstop. It's like, dude, what are you crying about? Yeah. Past the age. All you did is just you, you just saw your brother. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. They yeah. just they go zoom right on the eyeballs yep. and, just and then it goes back and forth sure. to both brothers and he's like what? <laughs> Why are you crying? So I'm getting that, dizzy. With that said, is a lot of your fans are they Pakistani? Um, mixed. I think mixed. Okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm a club comic, yeah. so I do say dirtier material. Yeah. And um, my people aren't always you know 
um, but, but then I also know how to do very clean material too. Yeah. So I have done uh, performances at mosques and th- and religious um, shows, and and those are completely different. I imagine now. See, yeah, I need to talk to you about that because I have a show coming up mm-hmm. back at home in Milwaukee, like April twenty fourth. Oh, nice. One of my good friends, he's a minister. He's flying me out to do a comedy set. For his hey, that's the best thing for a comic being flown back home. Yeah, you know, for I'm free. like, whoa, yeah, bro! Cool. Like, yeah. this is like crazy. He's like, yeah, you're gonna be my headliner for entertainment. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I got to do clean comedy, right? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, uh, it. So with what it's different. Clean comedy is different than religious clean. Yeah, comedy. oh yeah, you know, it becomes Definitely, a whole different yeah. thing because. Would, if you're just on TV, you could still say dirty things. You just gotta change the words right, around, right, you know. Right. But then for like a religious thing, you can't. You, you can't, can't bring say up sex. no innuendos. You, know, you can't no anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how religious or extreme that uh, right, right. church is, but Muslim right. mosques are very, very, very strict. Very yeah. strict. yeah. Uh, I have a joke about bachelor parties, and like, and that's my favorite joke too. And it's clean. It's clean. Mm-hmm. But just the reference of a bachelor party to them. They didn't like it. They 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 asked me like, and they asked me like five minutes before the show started. They're like, "Can you not say the bachelor party joke?" Wow. And I'm like, "Dang, dude, I gotta redo my redo my set list because of this all of a sudden." Wow. That was my closer. Right. Come on, bro. (laughs) You just took my closer. Come on. That sucks. And then, um, but it was fine. I, to be honest, I still said it anyways. There you go. Because it was it was so clean. It's a clean joke. Mm -hmm. It, it, the whole joke is about how clean that bachelor party was. Oh, wow. So um, uh, it was fun. And uh, everyone liked it anyways. They didn't get mad at me or something. You're not supposed to do that, by the way. If right. someone's paying you yeah, and they tell, tell you not the to, you, they tell to do, you. then, then you have to listen to yeah, them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I just, I was just, I knew what I, that it was completely fine. And because um, the lady who booked me, booked me off of that that joke so right <laughs> I, I knew you kind of have to say yeah, it at that point yeah. right um well well th- that help brings a whole like religious but so you're muslim yeah okay so up muslim. does that give a little added pressure from your family and all that too i mean is it is it frowned upon that you're a comic no it's not frowned upon that i'm a comic it could be to some yeah uh, but my parents were incredibly supportive okay. cool. uh, like my dad said like if i could have lived your life that that'd be a you know that's what i dreamed about that's what his bucket list going to auditions going on stage like that's he so he's very proud of me at the end of the day very supportive my mom is too that's what's up but you know they obviously my mom my mom's more religious than my dad so my mom is always like you know make sure you don't don't do dirty stuff (laughs) you're like all right mom but you know she's seen me perform she's come to the comedy club to see me perform so she kind of knows now yeah and i'm and i'm not extremely dirty at all you know, yeah. so, um, but to them, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we'll wrap it up with this last one. So, oh, already? Know, yeah, man, we're 35 minutes in. Was I funny enough? Yeah. I'm, I'm worried. I always get worried about that in a podcast. <laughs> There's no audience. You right. know what yeah, I mean? Like, hey, <laughs> Josh, our producer, he, he makes sure that, that uh, we can't go over 40 minutes. Or oh, okay. That's more editing he has to do. That's more work for yeah, him. Because we <laughs> fuck up so much. Um, Actually, he's the only one laughing and stuff. So he's <laughs> that's, your con- that's your confirmation. Yeah, you that's my confirmation. In the background. So um, we talked right before we, we started recording about you know you feel very confident in, in your skills and your work ethic and all that. Where do you see yourself down the road, like five years from from now? Like, um, 
Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm fully confident about my. I, I I'm fully confident about my journey. Yeah, you have the That's right attitude. Yeah. Put it that way. I, I I think if I continue to work hard, and if I keep pushing, even work harder and harder, mm-hmm. I, I I think I, I think for everybody that you can make it in comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like Joey Diaz, for example, didn't make it until way later in his in his career. You know, it's yeah. all about putting that that 10,000 hours of effort into something, right. you know? And the more and more you're on stage, the stronger you become. You know, right. you may not be that funny at first, but you'll figure out what works right. you know, along right. the way. Right. Right. And, and then discovering your voice. So five years from now, to answer your question, I definitely want to be able to headline. I want to be able to headline around the country. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm like a feature act, opening act. Um, I want to be able to headline my own around the country, along with also featuring for bigger comics than yeah. me, right. too. Right. And... Hopefully have at least a half hour special yeah. by then. Um, Hopefully you can afford pants by then and not just chug. Yeah, I apologize no, uh, for wearing sweatpants today no, to you, your hey, to your podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Look, at, look, look at this guy. Look, yeah. He has probably five different brands on right now. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah but look at you. I know he's all. You're matching from head to toe, that's, dude. That's that's a that's a Milwaukee thing. Personally, that's just how we do it. That's. And this is an L.A. Mm-hmm. thing. We mean sweatpants on Sundays, dude. It's brunch everybody, time. Everybody is comfortable. Laid back. Yeah. <laughs> so where can they find you again? Prince Holly Comedy on Instagram. Okay. That's the best spot. Yeah. All right, man. Cool. And if you message me, I'll message you right back. You know what I mean? I'm not famous. So <laughs> I get the notification like well, Once else. he gets that blue check mark, then <laughs> fuck that, y'all. That, yeah, you're not gonna get shit. that blue check mark is when you start writing paragraphs. I'm like, yeah. hey, like, I'm D. I'm D. Bolton. You did a podcast <laughs> with me. It was co- I'm from Milwaukee. You probably <laughs> I look like Kevin Hart. I don't. Just I don't bro. You gave me compliments on my Milwaukee tattoo. Like I got to give you a whole fucking. I don't know you, black bitch. Right. And block. <laughs> I just look at, and I just look and see if it says scene. Like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah that's the sad off. one. That's it. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, you guys follow Ali. Um, hit that subscribe button, and uh, y'all have a good night. Thanks, guys. Breathe.